2: Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything.
0: The Volume. This is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre.
3: What is up, Straight Fire fam? It's me, Jason McIntyre. Straight Fire. For... Thursday, May 18th, and well, 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 (laughs) an unexpected development in the Miami-Boston series last night. We'll talk about that, obviously. Picks, gambling, observations, and wagers for Lakers-Nuggets game two tonight. That is must-watch. Holy cow, Lakers got to get a dub. And I'm going to talk about a story by Chris Haynes on, I think he's Bleacher Report, Yahoo Sport, whatever he is. He had some interesting um, news, shall we say, on James Harden and Damian Lillard that I'm going to get into. But obviously, we've got to start with the Boston Celtics playing a dominant half of basketball, just rolling over Miami up double digits most of the second quarter, or at least the second half of the second quarter, and then completely collapsing in the second half. Jimmy Buckets takes over. The Heat can't miss from deep on the Celtics this is what they do folks the Boston Celtics and they their laissez faire attitude they are they're just so cocky and just so hey let's just go down the court and pass it around and whatever happens happens listen there is so much skill and talent on this Celtics team that there's a reason that they're 10 and 11 in their last 21 playoff home games 10 and 11 10 and 11 the nuggets meanwhile I think they're now 8-0 and at the postseason at home. 7-0, and 8-0, whatever the number is. They haven't lost, and they're clobbering teams, mostly. Celtics are like a 500 team at home. And why is that? What can characterize these Boston struggles in the, in the playoffs at home, especially when they have leads? I mean, they did this against Atlanta in the first round. We definitely saw this against Philadelphia. It didn't end up costing them, but it could have. And the Boston Celtics essentially are that – that guy in in your class or in your um y- y- your office who waits until the very last minute to deliver, he's got other stuff going on. He's maybe taking a late liquid lunch, and you're just you're worried about him. You're like, geez, this guy, this guy's so good, but what? He's not on top of it. Is he going to deliver? And then he shows up at the last minute and comes through. That's what he does, and that's historically what these Celtics have done. And I don't know what the deal is. Maybe they had so much success going to the Eastern Conference Finals, uh, multiple years. They went to the Finals last year. They're back in the Eastern Conference Finals hosting it. They got playoff. uh, I think they have home court advantage throughout the rest of the playoffs. Yeah, because Philly's out. And you just watch them sleepwalk through their defensive rotations in the second half. Folks, they're closing out on Gabe Vincent and Max Struess like, they're playing defense in my men's basketball league out here in California. I mean, Caleb Martin, not a three-point shooter. He's not. Like, he's a good player. Remember, I talked about him. I like this guy in Nevada. He had a twin, played for Musselman. They had some really good runs. They won me some money. Caleb Martin is a nice player. He went undrafted, okay? And we're going to talk NBA draft coming up here soon because they they had, the com- they had the combine this week. And Caleb Martin's one of those guys, oh, well, he's old, and you're not going to really draft him. Um... Yeah, Caleb Martin, a good player, but uh, what's his value? So he goes undrafted. And all of a sudden, you've got Caleb Martin now, 27 years old, undrafted, delivering 15 points, 3 of 7 from deep, 2 steals, block, a 3 assists, 4 re- doing it all against the number 2 seed in the East in Boston. And Caleb Martin looked outstanding. he get open threes, he's hitting them. He's now 38% in the playoffs from downtown, Caleb Martin, 80% from the foul line. He's shooting 52, 38, 80. Remember, Curry's 50, 40, 90 was like historic. Kayla Martin, and it's a small sample size and a tiny postseason, but he's delivering. And the the scary part is this Miami, deep, the Miami Heat team was 27th in the league on three-pointers in the regular season. They could not shoot. Now in the playoffs, they can't miss. 16 of 31 last night, 51% from deep. Kevin Love hit two. Jimmy Butler hit two. Jimmy Butler hit an awesome one late that rimmed out and then went right back in because it's Jimmy Butler. Gabe Vincent, three of five from three. Max Struess, three of five from three. And Kyle Lowry, three of five. Like, it felt like in the second half, they were shooting 90% from three. I don't have the exact number, but bottom line is, uh, first half, Miami, you know, they were a little shook. Boston dominated in them, layup line. I think they scored 40 points in the paint. Second half, Miami, 46 points in the third quarter. And all of a sudden, Boston got sloppy. And folks, I know this is the kind of day. Now, obviously, we're recording this right after midnight. Um, The game ended like an hour ago. And I wanted to collect my thoughts and get some numbers for you. Like, this is going to be one of those days where everybody's going after Jason Tatum. See, I told you Jason Tatum wasn't a star. Jason, why do you keep hyping up Jason Tatum? And I'll be, oh, oh so this is what we're doing. We're going to litigate Jason Tatum's career and legacy and whatever crap you want to talk about on every frigging night of basketball. So, struggles early in the Philly series. Oh, Jason Tatum, what a bum. Struggles for three quarters in game six in Philly. Oh, Jason Tatum's one of 14. I told you he wasn't it. He outscores the Sixers in the fourth quarter, 14-13. In Philadelphia. To save Boston, then drops fifty-one in Game Seven. Oh wait, Jason Tatum is good. I'm sorry, I I didn't mean that. You know, he's a really good player. Game One, Jason Tatum. Where was he in the fourth quarter? He didn't score. Well, he 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 took five shots in the second half. Is that is that Jason Tatum's fault? He had two bad turnovers back to back. You know what? It happens. Steph Curry got locked up by Anthony Davis. LeBron missed a a a game time three in Game One against like it happens, guys. It happens. Uh, What do you want me to kill Jason Tatum? 9 of 17, 11 of 11 from the foul line. I don't love one assist in 41 minutes, but he had 30 points. He led the team in scoring. They they should have been there in the fourth quarter. Missoula got pissed off at his team. Al Horford, uh, another rough game for Al Horford. Robert Williams dunked everything in the first half. I don't remember one play he made in the second half that was of consequence. Marcus Smart had 10 assists in the first half. He had one in the second. Uh, wh- what happened to Marcus Smart's minutes? I don't know. He wasn't in foul trouble. And then Jalen Brown, who I told you to bet the over, because I knew he was going to get the volume. He got the volume. He led the team in shots. 21 shots for Jalen Brown. Problem is he only made 10. 1 of 6 from 3. Two three-point misses in the fourth that would have put him over the total. Even missed a free throw, which hurt. So he landed on 22, short of 24 and a half. Not great. But this is why Jason Tatum needs to be the guy in the fourth. And Stan Van Gundy, I believe, who was the announcer, was really going hard at Boston. Like, how was he not touching the ball? Jalen Brown's handle is a problem. And we've talked about it. If you're listening every day, you know Jason Tatum is the guy, and Jalen Brown is the, definitely the number two, and he's the number two because his handle is shaky. Jalen Brown had six turnovers, guys. Six turnovers. Five assists. The ball was in his hands a lot, and it didn't always go well. He's a good player, a very good player, a solid number two. Like, if you're ranking the number twos in the league, like, Anthony Davis is probably near the top. Kevin Durant's near the top. Devin Booker. Yeah, they can be two twos on the same team. There's a lot of twos. Damian Lillard's an awesome two. Like, Jalen Brown is a great two. He's not, like, in that class. And he had a rough game with the turnovers. Brogdon, my guy, in the player points pool, 19 for me off the bench. Derek White showed well. Um, you know when Peyton Pritchard is making an appearance that something is amiss. And during that third quarter, I mean, Boston needed a spark. That's what Missoula turned to Peyton Pritchard, who didn't really do anything. I, guys, this at some point, he's going to have to dust off Grant Williams. Now, hopefully Grant Williams is ready to go Lonnie Walker style. Grant Williams would will be like, "Oh, oh, it's my turn to play because you barely played me last round against Philly. And I didn't get on the court in game one. And like, it's got to be a little frustrating for Grant Williams who thought he was going to get paid and I you know there are stories out there that Grant Williams is kind of sort of in the um Jordan Poole vein where Jordan Poole thinks he's the man and lets everybody know he's the man and Grant Williams kind of does the same thing. Grant, Grant Williams had one game oh my gosh yeah one game against Philadelphia where he had more than one basket in game game one he had four minutes zero points against Philly. Game two he was when he had a game. It was a blowout, 29 minutes, played uh hit four threes, 12 points. Game three. Yeah, game three, he had zero points, twenty-three minutes. Game four, one one basket in twelve minutes. Game five, barely plays. Uh game six, doesn't play at all. And game seven, three minutes. Like, I, I don't this is a guy who was a hero in game seven against Milwaukee. You're telling me you can't find any room for Grant Williams out there? I know they love Horford. I know he's a veteran. I know he's older than the head coach. Yes, he's older than Missoula. But get Grant Williams on the floor. Change it up. You've got to shake some stuff up, Boston. It's a bad loss at home. I don't see the Heat winning the series. It's just one game. You don't want to overreact. But that is a pretty brutal loss for the Celtics to open the series. A lot of this is going to be on Missoula. Obviously, people are going to bag on Tatum. I'm just telling you guys, if you watch the game, This is not on Tatum. Yes, he had two turnovers late. I get that. But he's got to get the ball to be a factor. Like, Missoula, are you running plays for Tatum? And I'm not talking get it to him at the three-point line and make some shit happen. That's not a play. That's not a sustainable uh, offense in the NBA conference finals against a really, really good team in the Miami Heat. And that's all they are. They're good. Here's a stat that I wish I had seen. Um, Teams that played in a Game 7 Right? The next game, in the next rounds, game one, going back to 1988, they are 33 and 53 with the Celtics loss. So that would apply to Warriors winning game seven against the Kings, then losing game one to the Lakers. That applied obviously to Philly. uh, I'm sorry, not Philly. Boston beating Philly in game seven, now losing game one. And let's try to remember, if you win a Game 7, let's fade them in Game 1 next round in the NBA Finals. Um, Interesting nugget that I was able to find there. Um, uh, Overall, I'm not that concerned with the Celtics. This Miami Heat team, you got to love them, guys. There's a lot to love about this team. I mean, we're talking about a Miami team that won Game 1 in Milwaukee, won Game 1 in New York, won Game 1 in Boston. And, oh, by the way, they lost the first play in game to Atlanta and Trey Young. This was a team that had to win, beat Chicago. And remember, they trailed Chicago in the fourth. Remember, I was all over Zach Levine in that game. I liked the, the Bulls. They led that game in the fourth. And I know we've boiled down basketball to a numbers game. All, all the sports are numbers. Uh, baseball is heavy analytics. Basketball, increasingly heavy analytics, threes or, or, or layups. There's something about the Miami Heat that no numbers can apply to. You just can't quantify heat culture. You can't put a number on how the hell they have Gabe Vincent undrafted, tearing it up. Max Struess, undrafted, tearing it up. Caleb Martin, undrafted. I mean, those three guys f- each scored 15 points. You're getting 45 points from guys that were undrafted. And by the way, this team shot like garbage in the regular season from three. And now, game one, 51%. Oh, by the way, on the road. Like, there's just some of this stuff that you can't put a number On this, And oh, by the way, let's give some credit to Jimmy Butler for six steals. Uh, Down the stretch, he knew exactly what was coming. He read the passing lane. I think he had three steals in the fourth quarter alone. By the way, Boston Celtics had six steals. Jimmy Butler also had six steals. He's just a tremendous player. Um, I do want to move on before we get to Lakers nuggets. And I will uh, say there's some trepidation on my part with the pick tonight. I felt good about game one.
0: Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip.
2: Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
1: You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to tirerack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Yokohama test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be.
0: From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment... Oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says,
3: somebody's in the house, and I screamed.
0: (laughs) Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare.
3: So Chris Haynes of Bleacher Report is reporting that Portland, which landed on the number three pick in the draft, has decided that they are going to be trading the pick. They are opening it up for business because they want to bring in a veteran who can help Damian Lillard build a contender. And... You guys know I'm a huge Damian Lillard fan. The basketball sneakers I wear are Damian Lillard's. I think they're the most comfortable. I just like everything about Damian Lillard. Um, Just a good dude in the community. Everything about him is likable. But folks, this idea that they can somehow ship the number three pick and whatever spare parts or poo-poo platter they want to ship out and all of a sudden have a contender, that's insanity. This is a team that hasn't won a playoff series since... 2019 when they got swept by the Warriors in the conference finals. Like, do we know if Chauncey Billups is a good coach? I don't know. 33 and 49 last year, 27 and 55 the year before that. I think I saw an insane stat. I don't I don't know if it's exact, but I think they have something like 9 wins combined the last 2 years after the All-Star break. They've basically gone full-on tank mode in hopes of finding something. Uh, in the draft. But what we're learning, and Dame knows from watching LeBron, is that you can't win with rookies and second-year players. It just, it does not happen. Now, there's a little bit of an oddity, and LeBron is is being helped by Austin Reeves, but he's not your natural rookie or second-year player, because Austin Reeves was, A, undrafted, like one of those Heat guys that we just talked about. And Austin Reeves is a little bit older. There's a guy who's 24 years old because he actually stayed in college and he's not a rookie he's been in the league since 2020 so this is his uh this is his second year in the league uh he spent five years uh two years at Wichita Wichita State three at Oklahoma including a redshirt so you know most of these young guys like Shaden Sharp of Portland like he didn't even play college basketball really he, he was supposed to be at, he was at Kentucky practicing with the team was supposed to play, and then Shaden Sharp just ended up not playing. And he just went to the NBA and he was his top 10 pick. So like how is he going to help you in any way, shape or form like win a playoff series? You know It's just that's not how it works. Now again, Austin Reeves, five years of college, sure, undrafted. Let's take him. But this idea that, oh, hey, you know what? we could just, we could just trade the number three pick and, and we'll bring in a star. So I went looking around rosters. What can you get? And again, remember, salaries kind of have to sort of match in the NBA. And I'm making this case like, okay, well, here's some guys. Let's just say, first of all, let's start with Portland doesn't want to trade the number three pick in the West. Let's start with that. We we want to trip it to the East just in case something wacky happens. We don't want to be seeing this guy for the next decade, okay? So I looked at teams that could potentially have a player that Dame could use to help, and I started with Julius Randle and the Knicks, and I instantly – after I floated this on social, I had fans tell me that they would, the Blazers fans would probably burn down the building if they shipped the number three pick for Julius Randle. Uh, I said, okay, that seems a little harsh. Uh, I don't think Julius Randle and Damian Lillard is really doing anything for you. But that, to me, is the caliber player you're going to get. For instance, I cannot imagine a scenario where Philadelphia is trading the MVP, Joel Embiid, for the number three pick. I, d- I just don't see that happening. And you go through the rest of the East, it gets a little interesting with Brooklyn's Mikael Bridges. Because Mikael Bridges, it's not a finished product, but he is a damn good player. Uh, Phoenix did not want to part with him, but they had to to get Kevin Durant. And you look at the numbers that Mikael Bridges put up. I mean, this kid is special. Like, in the playoff series against Philly, he averaged 23-5-4. and And we're talking about Mikael Bridges, a, a guy who is – uh, 26 years old, still ascending. He'll be 27 um, this summer. But he was a top 10 pick. We know Villanova guys are in vogue right now. Josh Hart, uh, Jalen Brunson. There's something in the Villanova DNA. Mikel Bridges is a really good player. But is him and Damian Lillard putting you over the top? Like, I I, I don't see that. So again, it's really hard to to find someone w- with a, a player of the caliber to get Philly, there. Now you could look at Pascal Siakam with Toronto. Like, okay, sure, he's like 29. I like him. What are him and Dame doing? Are they getting out of the first round? And and I, I keep coming back to this. Like I'm looking all around the league. I'm like, okay, but Indiana's not dealing Halliburton. But w- what does Portland need with a guard? So we need like a big like Milwaukee. They're they're not interested in a number three pick for for in some kind of Middleton deal. Like John Collins of the Hawks. Like absolutely not. Um, folks, you look up and down, like, let's just be real. Paulo Baccaro is not going to Portland for the number three. It's just nothing like that's happening. Bradley Beal is interesting, but what are they doing with another guard? So now you come back to, well, okay, is there anybody in the West? And you're like, oh, well, could you talk yourself into Carl Anthony Towns? It's like, all right, well, what's Minnesota doing? Like, they thought they were getting closer to contending with Gobert Towns and Anthony Edwards, and now they're like, ooh, Lost in the first round. And now we're going to give up on Towns and start over with the number three pick. Like you look around the league, and I, I, I'm not, I can't imagine Paul George. Uh, I just, I don't see that. Um, I can't, Golden State's not doing that. Um, you look around and it's like, okay, well, what if we flipped it? Instead of flipping the number three pick, what if we just flipped Dame for more picks? and players, and we just start rebuilding, we're not going to— the West is going to be taken by either the Warriors, the Lakers. We'll see if the Clippers are healthy. Luka's still there. Jokic, like, the Suns aren't totally dead. The Kings are there. Like, if you're Portland, you can punt on a year or two and do what Oklahoma City did, bottom out, and now you got, like, a the makings of a good team. And you know what? Oklahoma City healthy next year. SGA, Chet Holmgren, the Williams kids. Like, there's some dudes in OKC. I don't think they're winning much. But there is a foundation there. And if things break right, who the hell knows? So if I'm Portland, I'm looking to get out of the Damian Lillard business, and I like him a lot. I know he's a hero there in Portland, and he doesn't want to leave. But if he wants to win, he's got to go elsewhere. And if Portland doesn't want to keep putting like a Band-Aid over a gaping wound, you got to get Damian Lillard out of town and just start to build around Sharp and Simons and, um, you know, the number three pick. If they're... I, I actually think that Brandon Miller's probably going to end up being too toxic for the Hornets, given the situation with Miles Bridges. Everybody knows what happened to Miles Bridges, the domestic violence incident. He's suspended for a billion games. And, like, that's just not a good look, obviously. And now you've got Brandon Miller coming off his weapons charge, and maybe it's a one-off, and I already hear the PR machine behind Brandon Miller. You know, I, I understand that, but... It's not the worst thing in the world for Lamelo Ball to have a backcourt mate in Scoot Henderson, and actually that would work out awesome for Portland because Brandon Miller is the wing that they've coveted for, uh, like the entire Damian Lillard existence. They've always had like a decent big, and they've had the the really good backcourt with Damon CJ, but the problem was at the wing it's been like. Alfarik, Aminu, Nasir, Little—they've like just shuffled in and out of dudes. None of them ever panned out. And maybe Brandon Miller's the guy. Uh, Portland's not going to be good next year, but you know what? What's the big deal? You got to rebuild at some point. Hey, the Lakers were in a six-year drought before LeBron came and saved their ass, right? Maybe, maybe Portland gets lucky in a year or two with the number one pick. Now, obviously, not winning Wembenyama really, really hurts, but I think you got to trade Dame
0: bundled savings variant are not available in every state coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions this is it we've got an amex
1: platinum pro on our hands ladies and gentlemen we haven't seen anyone relax like this before
0: in the centurion lounge is he connecting to complimentary wi-fi oh my look at that he is The only thing better than sitting on your couch watching the game is making money while you do it. Here's your best bet.
3: And to wrap up, I am going to quickly buzz through the lines for Lakers Nuggets. I am currently seeing 5.5, pretty much what it was earlier before game one. And then, of course, day of it went up to 6.5. And if you got it late, you lost. A lot of people want to make the case that, oh, the Rui Hachimura change, you got to start Rui. Like, uh, guys, we're all watching the same games. Denver knows it. Every fan knows it. The Lakers know it. That's what's going to come. It's going to be Rui. Do you think the Nuggets – that's like the number one thing they're going to be practicing. What are we going to do for Rui? Are we going to – is Gordon going to go to the corner threes? I tried to look up Aaron Gordon. He's not a great three-point shooter. We know that. But – is there even a spot where Aaron Gordon is kind of sort of better or passable? Do you make him more of a cutter if he's not going to sit in the corner? Do you go to Bruce Brown? Do you go to Christian Braun, who who missed his threes? Um, a lot to like about Bruce, Bruce Brown. Um, I, I don't think it's going to be as easy as we'll just play Rui. And I know Lakers fans aren't going to want to hear this. They're very excited for games three and four, as they should be. Um, I'm looking at some player props. So I fully expect this game to be way less scoring than game one. Game one in both conference finals soared over by a billion points. AD's total 25 and a half. LeBron's 25 and a half. Interesting. Jokic 28 and a half. Murray, 25 and a half. Gordon, oh boy, Gordon 13 and a half. So that's probably, now I don't like going against role players at home. But Gordon, if we assume he's going to be the guy that kind of is the swing, does he? can he make his shots, can he move out of the dunker spot, or do you just get someone else? Maybe you go under on Gordon, but Aaron Gordon, this isn't some slouch. I don't think he's going to be intimidated or scared of the moment. Some of these stars rise to the occasion. Gordon was a really good college basketball player, super high high school prospect, and he's been good in the NBA. Not great, but he's been good. KCP bumped up to ten and a half after we took him to the bank at nine and a half. Michael Porter Jr. bumped up to fifteen and a half. Austin Reeves, fifteen and a half. Um, D'Angelo Russell, thirteen and a half. I listen, if you want to go now, it's juiced. So you have to bet 120 bucks on Russell under thirteen and a half to win a hundred. You know, I don't love that juice, but there's a chance Russell bounces back. He didn't play a lot. Um, let me see if there's a the number for Bruce Brown, eleven and a half. Hmm. Lonnie Walker, uh, seven and a half. Rui, 11 and a half. Huh. All right, well, listen, it's tough to, 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 to follow up a 3-0. and I did miss on Jalen Brown in the Celtics game. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Do I go back to the well with KCP? If we're assuming a slowdown game and low scoring, overs are going to be dangerous. I don't think it'll pan out exactly how the Suns-Nuggets game two panned out, but that was where Jokic carried them in the fourth quarter. He was amazing. I think he had like 39 points. It was Jokic and KCP, and that was it. Murray had an awful game. And Murray, by the way, has been fighting an illness. I'm not going to go back to Murray. I do think this one's a little bit tighter. I would look at the under for the full game, if anything. Anthony Davis is, has, has followed up his big games with garbage. So, I'll go under 25 and a half AD. Mm, I'll go over 28 and a half Jokic. Damn, I hate that. Because he might just load up on assists. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on, hold on. Player combos. So, the cool thing is, this is on the FanDuel website for those in a FanDuel state. Jokic's total, that's points, rebounds, assists, 39 and a half. That's probably better. We know he's going to get boards. He could have like a 22-17-9, and he easily clears 39. So I'll go over 39-and-a-half. Oh, no, that's just points and assists. Damn, points, rebounds, and assists for Jokic is, oh, dear, 53-and-a-half. Oh, boy. That's that's really large. So that'd be, what, 25-15. 20, he would need 14 assists. Yeah, he's not going to do that. No, I, I got to tap out a Jokic. Shucks, guys. Listen, nothing says you have to bet on every game. Take your winnings, pocket them, save them for Memorial Day weekend. Damn it, Jim. I'll go under on AD, 25 and a half. How about that? That's it. Under 25 and a half, Anthony Davis. I I do think the Nuggets win this one. I think it's close. I'll go Nuggets 100, Lakers 99. How's that? Close one. Denver goes up 2-0. Lakers not out of the series yet. And uh, would not shock me at all if the Lakers won. I'm not going to be betting the side in this because I think the Lakers can definitely win it. All right. Talk to you tomorrow.
0: Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. From BBC Radio Four, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my god, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny, USA.